0: Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.
1: This is a Rogue Media Network podcast.
0: This is 365 Sports, powered by Sikkim365.com.
1: Top five Baylor offensive coordinator candidates, and this is based on guys who have had head coaching experience and are offensively Charged or, uh, office of coordinator types. So head coaching experience, offensive coordinator types, number five, Jake Spavital. He's at Cal right now. He was the head coach at Texas state. Um, the last, you know, go around before, uh, GJ Kenny, uh, This is a guy – now, this one to me, a little less likely just because he runs the spread. And there's a name that popped up just a second ago that I I would maybe swap out for this one um, in that Matt Wells, uh, who is former Utah State head coach, is an offensive analyst on the Oklahoma staff, uh, actually right now would also fit this. So, half and half, Jake Spavitol, Matt Wells, who I just saw, it makes a lot of sense. But Spavitol runs the spread and kind of the – I mean, if they commit to that, then that might not be. Uh, that might mean you're you're kind of really rolling the dice because you're going to have to really shake up how the offensive side of the roster is built uh, and and who their guys are and what they can do. But Spavitol is one who who fits that bill. As does Matt Wells, who's not on the list.
0: You know, think about Matt Wells, and that's he's got a friend, doesn't he? He and Aranda are tight. Yeah, they're on the same uh, they're yeah. in the same tree. Yeah, I so think the family, I think the families are pretty close. I would think Baylor fans would love to see somehow a, a little bit of a wide open more type offense, only just because of the nostalgia there. But I don't know if that's what they're going to do with all that tight end bodies that they have on their roster. But that's an interesting name, Craig. I mean, I think that's what they're going to have to do.
2: Yeah. I mean, what what offensive linemen are they going to go and get? If you got, I mean, like I I think that if anything, with the amount of players they need, you are going to empty out that tight end room a little bit. Yeah. I don't think you need eight tight ends yeah. uh, in that room any longer without the Jeff Grimes offense. You and wonder if Dabney
0: think... may be on his way out somewhere else if they don't secure him. Yeah. Probably.
2: Uh, yeah. Or the NFL. I think it all depends on what kind of review he gets back. But, uh, yeah, I mean, Jake Spavitol is a name that, that makes sense. I mean, obviously, he's been hot and cold. Uh, did not do well as the Texas State head coach. Didn't have a, was A&M. Well, was offensive coordinator there. Where, yeah. But that wasn't, like, uh, the height
1: of his powers, I would say,
2: either. No, but Um, I
1: think it was also, like, it was at the end of
2: someone's run, too. Yeah, he was on the upswing sort of then. Um, And so it's been kind of hit or miss ever since then. But, I mean, yeah, he's a name that that makes sense, especially if they – you know, want to open it up a, a little bit. I don't know that that would be a favorite or that would be most people's first choice, but it's a name that you at least, I think, look around and, and look into if you're Dave Miranda.
1: Yeah, I would, like, seeing the Matt Wells name pop up. Now, he's probably a candidate for the UTEP job, uh, but... I mean, Matt Wells too. Uh, so we'll just throw that one out there. I want it here on the record that I did mention Matt Wells. So if that does happen, then I did mention it. Number four, Daryl Dickey, uh, former head coach at North Texas, former offensive coordinator at A&M. As a matter of fact, um, he was the offensive coordinator and tight ends coach just last year at A&M and then was like, go, oh, and they brought in Bobby Petrino, never called plays for the Aggies, but certainly called plays at 10, at Memphis, at Texas State, a lot of places that he's been over his career. He's currently an analyst on the Georgia staff. Again, head coaching experience for a long time. He was the head coach at North Texas for nine seasons, so he can maybe bring that in, and he's a well-thought-of offensive mind. So Daryl Dickey, one that fits that bill. Again, don't know his interest in the job or where it would overlap, but that's someone um, who who to watch out for, and is a, is actually a, a Texas native. He's born from uh, born in Galveston. Yeah, that was a Jimbo hire not that
2: long ago mm-hmm. uh, to run that offense, and that didn't work out very well. I don't know how that would play to the. Uh, fan base, but a guy with a lot of experience and some Texas ties, as you said. Are Texas ties necessary? No, anything? but, I mean, um, I just think that's no, Yeah, that no, I'm just saying this maybe job, interested. you mean? Yeah. Hell no. no. no, no. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Unless you need somebody that has – Could be from the moon. It doesn't yeah, matter. That, right. that, yeah, because, I mean, Baylor football has gone outside the state of right. Texas quite a bit. I'm yeah. wondering
2: the question of what y'all think as far as that goes. For I agree. purposes, I don't, I don't think it matters. I think you just need somebody who knows what they're doing, but that certainly doesn't hurt either. So, yeah, he's got that, that – uh, Locality uh, and uh, obviously a, a pretty thorough background. So
1: yeah, that interesting hey, name. Look, there. recruited some suds at A and I mean, so he knows where to go uh, when it comes to the Texas high school. So that that certainly helps. Number three. Derek Dooley, uh, currently an analyst on the Alabama staff. He's the head coach at Tennessee. He's been a play caller a lot of places. He's been a head coach uh, at, at, at Louisiana Tech. Uh, he's been uh, in the NFL. He's with the Cowboys for for several seasons. Um, and this one, this one's interesting to me. Um, I don't know if that would, would happen, but, you know, when you look around at guys, again, if the criteria is perhaps head coaching experience, to be your offensive coordinator, to kind of run that side of the ball, then Derek Julie really fits fits that bill. What system he would run, I have no idea because he's kind of been, you know, through a lot of different places and might have a completely different one now, but probably wouldn't be like your pure spread guy. might be somewhere in in the middle of all that.
2: Yeah, I've been with Alabama here recently as an analyst, so he's got uh, a lot of different stops that he's made over the years, and like you said, a little bit of coaching exper- head coaching experience. Um, although we all try to forget the Tennessee uh, part yeah. of that coaching experience, and that's, I think, the bad taste that he probably left in a lot of people's mouths. I know for me, that's what I still think of some, most times when I hear his name brought up, but that was a while ago at this point, a long time ago at this point. So, yeah, um, bring some of that, uh, that Tide magic over. That would be great for Dave Aranda
1: and the Baylor offense. Number two. Major Applewhite, former head coach at Houston. He is now the offensive coordinator at South Alabama uh, and, and probably wrote their opus this year when he he orchestrated or helped orchestrate that win over Oklahoma State, who's playing in the Big 12 title game. Uh, I'm not sure what's kind of happened to Major Applewhite and the buzz that was around him, but uh, he has play-calling experience. He probably wants an offense that's a little bit more in the middle of the spread in the wide zone. Uh, but, you know, and... Uh, and I know that he had some some things happen to him when he was at Texas, but he's also a very religious guy, and that's a very important thing uh, when uh, you're hiring people at Baylor. So I would not be surprised to see Major Applewhite's name kicked around.
2: Yeah, um, like you said, uh, he's got some of that um... – Some of that experience. I've been in South Alabama. I haven't followed him much. I know he's an analyst at Bama. That's kind of a common trait here is guys who have been Mm -hmm. in some role here recently with Alabama or Georgia. I am picking up on on that. But, uh, yeah, not super inspiring. His name has fizzled uh, as uh, as, uh, compared to when it was pretty sizzling hot there a while back. But, again, that was – quite a while ago uh, when he was running the show at Houston and then Texas before that. So yeah, hadn't thought about major app boy in a while actually,
1: but uh, I can see the connections there. Yep. Number one, Paul Crist. They uh, had some intersection at Wisconsin. Paul Crist is an analyst on who's staff right now. Smokey. He's a Texas Paul. He's at Texas. So uh, he's just 90 miles away. So a job interview shouldn't be that hard to set up. Uh, and, uh, you know, if you base on, if you and this is the reason I put him number one. If you base it on the roster right now with the offense that maybe Dave Aranda wants to run – now, it may not be the right choice, but um, he was at Wisconsin. That's maybe more of what they're – closer to what they're doing now if you don't want to count on completely reshuffling your roster if you don't think you can do that in just a year. Paul Christ might be the guy, although the more I say it and the more I think about it – if he doesn't get the UTEP job, then I think Matt Wells should probably be the guy. He, he's been a head coach. Yeah.
0: yeah they, we know and that.
1: And success- he was successful yeah. as a head coach. Yeah. It's just he ran up against a time where his style in Wisconsin just weren't going to work anymore. And yeah. But he's been a head coach. He knows what he's doing. He's had some success. He's had success, you know, on a run-first offense. So, you know,
0: would not shock me. I started looking up which staffs have the most analysts because Alabama started the arms race, and, of course, Texas is going to want to be a part of that, and Georgia. It would be interesting. I've looked it up. I've tried to Google it. I'm not sure. That might be – ask Max Olson if he knows anything about that. But how many analysts does – what staffs have the most – I think Alabama might have 25 or 30, and I might be wrong. It might be more than that. I think Texas is pretty close to that. Uh, from former high school coaches. Gary Patterson was one. Former head coaches who are getting paid a lot of money, who you can just pay a little bit, but they're going to give you all of their knowledge while they're there.
1: Yeah, so there's the guys. I'm Again, I feel stupid that I spent, I mean, literally an hour and a half like going through this and missed Matt Wells. Although I will say that some of the sites are not – or their team sites don't list all the analysts because I don't think – they want everybody to just go look and be like, Oh, this shit I just Googled it. Yeah. thirty five analysts. So yeah. <laughs> yeah it's uh, you you know, you kinda of look and trying to find names because yeah, and Matt Wells, again, I, I think that might be the guy and he's not on the list, but I'm gonna keep saying his name, so I'm right. This has been a rogue media network ok oh,